The scripture for today is Matthews 19.10. His disciples said to him, if such is the case of the man with his wife, is it better not to be married? Let us be hearers and doers of God's word. Amen. I'm going to trade my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. And I'll join him in where no sorrows can be found. When I receive my mansion, mansion rule. Lord, I want a brand new mansion, robe and a crown in glory. There I know that peace and love will always abound forever. Let me be among the saved, your throne surround. Lord, please reserve my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. And the weather there is always fair. There is sunshine day and night. No cold nor rain will fall there. For sunshine ever bright. And I'll need no heavy garment. I'll just wrap my roll around. When I receive my mansion, mansion robe and crown. Lord, I want a brand new mansion, robe and a crown in glory. There I know that peace and love will always abound forever. Let me be among the saved, your throne surround. Lord, please reserve my mansion, mansion robe and crown. And my hands bowed in Now from the work that I try to do, but one day I'll be rewarded with a crown so bright and new. And I'll wear a smile so bright, for there'll be no cause for a frown. When I receive my mansion, mansion robe and crown, we'll sing in, Lord, I want a brand new mansion robe and a crown in glory. There I know that peace and love will always abound forever. Let me be among the saved, your throne surround. Lord, please reserve my mansion, mansion, robe, and crown. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. Amen. I want to say good morning. It's good. It's good for us to be here. And whether you're a member of this Franklin family, a visitor, or a virtual guest, I'm, I'm grateful that you're here today. I really am. And grateful that God has brought us together for yet an opportunity for worship, praise, and fellowship among those of us who be the saints of God. Shortly, open my Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter 19, and also Philippians, chapter 4. Um, 
And my invitation for you to join me there is these verses will serve as the context for today's lesson, a single circumstance, a single circumstance. Are there any, any single people in the congregation this morning? Are there single people in the congregation? Where, where, where are you at? Where are you at? Single people. Don't be shy, raise your hand. You single folks in the congregation this morning. All right, all right. I'm not trying to give anybody away, just trying to see where you at. Amen. Amen. You know, single adults, when you think about that, single adults are, are such an integral part of the congregation of the Lord's people. And we would do well as a church to, to pay more attention to that overlooked group of our sisters and brothers. We do overlook them more than we think. Single is, is one of the more interesting words in, in our vocabulary when you think about it. And single means just that. A single sandwich at Subway means that. <laughs> that one sandwich. This means one sandwich, unless of course it's, it's to buy one, get one free, and the cookie day. A single hit in baseball is, is certainly just that. It's a, it's a base hit. And if you remember way back in the day on the 45 record, it's one recorded song on either side A or side B. It was a single hit song. It was a single. Man. But as it pertains to life, when one is referred to as a single, we typically mean that someone by circumstance or age or choice is not married. They're, they're single. And now the relevance of, of that is pretty clearly seen. How about... 109 million singles and counting. How about that? Singles mean one who's over 18 years or older who has never been married or is divorced or widowed. How about over 109 million singles? You know, I was one who, I wasn't a single very long. My wife was doing a little flirt and I had to kind of <laughs> get with it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in the single stage of my life for very long, more just about maybe six years or so, up until about age 24 or so. So what we want to find out is what's, what's the criteria and who is those who are single among us? The general thought of those who are 18 to 25 years of age, that's the general thought of the single group. But that's not the mindset of those who are single because those who are 18 to 25, they think of themselves only as being those who are not yet married, not just being single. I'm just not married. But for some reason or another, there are those who are single because of circumstance. For some reason or another, there are those who would like to be married, but for, for some reason, they just aren't married yet. Well, maybe they just hadn't found a the right person, right? Or maybe the right person has not yet proposed to them, right? There are those who are single because of divorce, and there are those who are single because their spouse has died. Think about it. Half of the mad people in this audience at some point in their life will be single again. They're gonna be single again. The fact is that, that some are single by circumstance. Some are single by choice, but, but by that I mean that, that they could be married if they so choose, but for whatever reason, they choose to remain single. 
some follow the, the wise words of the world. I could do bad all by myself. And the single life suits me just, just fine. That's all right because some, some want to finish the education before they get mad. Some want to explore the world before they get married. Some want to just accomplish some things in their lives before they are married. In Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 12, and you're hearing the Bible says, for there are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake, who is able to accept it, then accept it. Right here we find Jesus speaking about the fact that sometimes people are single, they're single. And they have chosen to be so for the sake of the kingdom of God. They've chosen to remain single because they believe that this is a time in life that they can serve God to the best of their ability by being single as opposed to being married, as opposed to having no distraction in their lives as well. For example, Paul said, I, I have a right to have a wife. I really do. I have every right to have a wife. But by being a single man, it allowed Paul to travel and accomplish many things in God's kingdom that he may not have accomplished being a married man. I want to tell you that the primary focus of today's lesson is to speak to those who are single. And if you're married, you're probably thinking, well, this has nothing to do with me, Brother Collins. No. No, it does have something to do with you. I want you to listen carefully to what I'm about to say. Every single adult that has been single for some time will tell you that the attitudes, the words, the activities, and the inactivities of married people affects their lives, and not always in the best way, but they do, they do. So I would invite you too, as married folk, to also lend me an ear this morning as we look at this lesson. Now I asked some of the singles in the last few months, last few weeks, what are some of the challenges that, that single adults face? And those answers were as diverse as they are factual. They said there are those physical challenges of trying to deal with sexual desires that God has given every man and woman. That's a challenge for everybody, whether you're married or not. Everybody has faced those physical challenges of trying to deal with those sexual desires that God has given every one of us. Single people also said that, that they entertain loneliness to some degree. And they also said that some challenges can sneak up on you. Some of the challenges as a single person sneak up on you and, and you don't think about them or even anticipate them, they just, they're just there. The first one that they told me was about the temptation to put their lives on hold. Thinking that everything would change once they got married. You, you ever thought about that? Once I get mad, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. It's a temptation to put your life on hold. You see, it's easy to, to press the pause button from time to time. It's something we're all guilty of. However, you ever found yourself standing at that map in the mall? It's got that big red X and it says that you are here. And the only reason you are there facing the map is because that's not where you really want to be. You're looking at it because, because you want to be somewhere else. And I want to say to you this morning, if single is not where you want to be, 
It's easy to sometimes feel that way and press that pause button. And, and Satan does, he does that to all of us, married or single. He, he tries to steal our joy by making us uneasy and discontented with where we are right now, whether we're married or single. He makes us feel unhappy with where we are right now at that X. And sometimes we feel in our lives we're at that X because we simply don't want to be there. We want to be somewhere else, married folks. And your whole day, your whole day is preoccupied and is ruined because you spend time thinking about being somewhere else. <laughs> well, you ought not be. You hear this foolishness all the time. Nothing wrong with looking at the menu. The problem is it's not your menu. You can't eat that. As a single adult, you can be so focused on waiting on a mate that you lose sight of, of, of today. But whether you're married or single, to, to focus solely on the future will make you miss the joy of the life that you live in presently. Don't miss that joy. Married or single, that's an absolute fact. Too many people miss the joy of today because they're focusing on things that they, they shouldn't be focusing on. Where is God in your life, single or married? Where is God in your life? Is he at that X? Do you want to be there or you want to be somewhere else? I find myself when I'm completely focused on tomorrow, it makes me miss the good things going on in my life miss it, miss it, miss it. It causes me to overlook areas in my life that I need to be working on right now. We can all do better. We can be working on something right now, each and every one of us. Because looking at tomorrow instead of seeing where I am today, looking at tomorrow doesn't allow me to, to see the needs that I have to address in my life spiritually today, the needs that I have to serve God in spirit and in truth, whether you're married or single. I wonder how many times and how many people have thought that once they get married, they can really get involved in the church. Or once they get married, that that marriage can, can help them clean up their lives. Or once they get married, once I marry him, I can change him. Or once I marry her, she's going to come in, I'm going to change her. How many times are we going to listen to that foolishness? How many times have we heard it, and, and why does it keep on being reciprocated over and over and over again? This is what they say. When I find someone, that's when I'll do it. When I find somebody, I'm really going to start taking care of myself. Why, don't you, why are you neglecting yourself now? Does a man or a woman have to constitute the fact that you have to take care of yourself? Listen, too many times people find themselves running after marriage and they get married. You know what happens after that? They lose themselves. Amen. You, people lose themselves in the marriage instantly. Listen. Listen to me. For every single person wishing they were married, there's a married person wishing they were Let me say it again now. I don't need you to get this one now. For every single person wishing they were married, 
There's a married person wishing that they were single, even in the church. Success in life consists not so much in man and one person who can make you happy. Success in life consists of escaping the many people who can make you absolutely miserable. Ain't that the truth? You would rather be single wishing you were married than being married wishing you were single. And the importance of that is, is not to live life with decisions that you made and now you regret them. You married them and now you have them for life. Sometimes it's the other way around. It's not an unhealthy preoccupation with the future. It's not that, it's the other way around. It's an unhealthy preoccupation with the past. And Satan will come in and he will tear us down with that. Whether you're married or single, if you're preoccupied with the past, you can't move on, you can't. But in speaking to singles enough, you find words that start to circulate and populate the, the air such as, as rejection. Speaking of singles, you find words such as, such as hurt. And more than likely, it's, it's someone with whom you've, you've had a relationship with and, and they promise devotion, but they only deliver lies. There's broken trust, so I'm single. There's, there's broken hearts that are bound, so I am single. And you feel like they owe you an apology, and they may very well do. Or you feel like they owe you an explanation, and they may very well do, but don't hold your breath waiting on it. You move on. Because the cliche goes, there are more fish in the sea. Right? You move on. Don't, don't sit there and, and dwell on that, that hurt and that pain that, that lived in your past. Because there's hope waiting for you in the future. God has something for each and every one of us. If we do his will, he will supply it for us. But there are too many of us out there trying to get husbands and wives on our own. We're not even consulting God about it. It's tempting for us to live in the past. It is. Because being married or single, we all have unhealed hurts in our past. And, and we continue to go visit them because we want it to be healed. But, but you got to move on. Time heals all things. You got to move on. But here's a hot one for you. There's also pain associated with married life. There is. And, and some might be honest enough to, to admit that to you, and, and some certainly won't. They won't. Probably got some sitting here right this morning who just got finished arguing before they walked in that door, and they come and sit down here holding hands. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying. If, if you're tempted to be focused on the future or the past, the escape for that clearly is to appreciate life in this present time, right now. Appreciate life right now. The psalmist says in Psalm 118, he says, open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. I will praise you for you have answered me and have become my salvation. Here it is. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad and this is the day I've got to rejoice and be glad this day. Even if my circumstances may not be all that I want them to be. But this day, 
This day, I've got to find the good and the joy in this day right here. Listen to what Paul, who was a single adult, said about contentment. Because Paul refused to put his life on hold. Philippians 4, he says, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned whatever state I am to be content. Whatever circumstance I'm in to be content. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not going to put my life on hold because I can do all things. I can move forward by the strength that Christ gives me. I don't have to throw a pity party because I'm single or a pity party because I'm married and stuck in a rut where I don't want to be. I'm at that X. You have a challenge that singles spoke to me about with that. <laughs> they say sometimes some things just sneak up on us. And what that is is that too many of us put ourselves at the center instead of putting God at the center. And that's real easy being single if, if you don't have to share. It's easy to, to make life all about you. Again, married or single, this is also an a temptation as well. Married or single, we all have to deal with selfishness. We've got to deal with that. It's what's at the heart of every sin. Satan wants nothing more than to take our focus off Christ and center it squarely on us. Make it all about, about me. About me. Some single folks have said that, that what they realize is that because they don't live with someone else, they don't have to learn to share. Sounds kind of childish to me, doesn't it? They don't have to compromise their time and their money and their energy are all spent on themselves. And because of that, it's so easy to become self-absorbed. And self-absorption leads to isolation and loneliness that often comes into play. And it leads to bad thoughts and bad behaviors for those of us that are single or married as Christians. Bad thoughts and bad behaviors. Again, the way of escape for that has always been a relationship with God. It's always been a relationship with, with others. The reason is that God created us for community. It doesn't matter whether you're married or single. The shameful truth is that you could be alone in your marriage as well. Where you at? Where are you? You could be in a marriage and, and have a single mindset filled with loneliness in your relationship from three to four years out and still, uh, uh, you're sleeping in, in, in different beds for Christ's sake, in different rooms. You can be alone in a marriage as well. You used to hold hands a long time ago. I don't even know where the hand at now. <laughs> we were created for community. And even though we were created for community, it doesn't mean that everybody that's single will have to get married. And it doesn't mean that, that everybody that's single will ever have to marry again. There are those in this congregation who are single because they are widowed and several who are single because of divorce. And there are those, let me tell you about those people, there are those who are exceptional at building continued relationships with those that are around them. 
even though they are not married. There are some singles in this congregation that build wonderful relationships with the brothers and sisters in Christ around them. Why? Because we need community. We need support. Single people are not second-class citizens. And sometimes we look at them like that because we married and all that. We, we, all that. we, we, we just married, and that's the place to be. And if that's the place to be, is that the place you want to be? In Luke 18, Peter said this. He says, Lord, you know what? We left everything. We've left all and, and followed you. And Jesus said, surely I say to you, there is no one who has left his house or his parents or his brothers or his wife or his children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time in the age to come, who shall not receive eternal life. Listen. I know God has created us for community, but there are too many men marrying these young girls and marrying their mothers at the same time. Listen to me now. You, you can't be married to, to, to my daughter and married to your, your mother at the same time. For this reason will a man leave and cleave. You can't be married to my son and married to your father at the same time. For this reason will a man or woman leave and cleave. You want to be single, stop wasting other people's time and you still be single. Don't force that mess in somebody else's life. Because when it, when, when it comes to somebody's heart and holding their heart in your hand, they become vulnerable. And because Satan enters our lives and, and doesn't allow us to have the community as we ought to have the community, we break people's hearts. But you reap what you Amen? So you don't always think that it's going to come to you. It might not come when you think it's going to come, but oh, by and by. That's the time frame. Oh, it's coming by and by. It's not 10, 12. It's coming by and by. Well, you're going to get it. You might not get it from me. But we know growing up, they say God never sleeps. You reap what you sow. It's wonderful, though, that, that God has created us for community. And, and what he's done by creating us for community, he has given us the church. And even though we don't have those physical family ties that we deeply long for, and some of our relationships are shattered, God gives us each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. What a wonderful thing it is. And, and, and because of, of, of those, those fundamental commands of God, married or single, we live as disciples of Christ, and those fundamental commands tell us that we ought to love one another. Those fundamental commands tell us that we ought to serve one another. Those fundamental commands tell us that we ought to honor one another. It tells us that we ought to forgive one another, edify one another, comfort one another. When is the last time you hug your husband or your wife? Your children, comfort one another. Encourage one another. Here we go, listen to me. Be kind, be hospitable <laughs> one to another. Oh, here's the big one right here. Get ready for the ball or roll down the aisle. Stop lying. 
Lie not one to another. We gotta stop that lying. Married or single, it doesn't matter. We can't allow ourselves the luxury of making everything about us. We can't do that. It's a trap from Satan, that's all it is. Philippians 4, 11 through 13, this is what Paul said, single man. He's not that I speak in regard to need, for I've learned that whatever situation I'm in, that whatever circumstance I'm in, that whatever state I'm in, to be content, just to be happy. He said, I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things, I say once again, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen to what he says right here. He says two things I want you to pay attention to. He says, and in every situation, and in every situation. We as God's children can't allow anything to stop us from appreciating the circumstances we are in, whether we married or single. Can't allow that to happen. But for single adults in particular, realize this was Paul's situation. He was living a single life before God, and that was all right. It was all right. Girl, you ain't married yet? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. If that's what God has called you to do right now, in any and every circumstance, this is what God has called Paul to do, and this is what God has called you to do right now, then in any and every situation, in that circumstance, you need to find the good in that for the glory of God. That's what I'm telling you. Don't project the low self-image because you're single. Because there are people who are married, <laughs> ain't hitting on the lick. It's not. We need to find the good in where we are right now in every situation for the glory of God. This is the second thing Paul said in that scripture. He says, I have learned. I've learned. Listen. To be happy and content as a married or single person is a learned response. It's a learned response. We learn to accept the circumstances in our lives right now. Until we do that, we can't move on. But as a single Christian adult, culture doesn't always help with that, right? Society doesn't always help us with that. Because culture says that you can't live happy and, and have a fulfilled life unless you get married. That's what folks say, right? So they say all the time, you can't be fulfilled in your life until you get married. <laughs> that ain't what Paul said. Paul said, I've learned in whatever situation I'm in. I've learned that in whatever state I'm in, I've learned that whatever circumstance I am in, I am going to be happy. Happy. I'm not going to let anyone steal my joy because I'm single. It's going to happen. So it's not just culture. To all the mad people in our congregation, listen to me. We need to be careful not to communicate to our single adult brothers and sisters that their value as a person is tied up in them being married. Because it's just not true. Their value is tied up in their relationship with God just like yours. Just like yours. 
But unfortunately, sometimes society and sometimes Christians, they have a more difficult time with people being single than the people who are single have with that time. You're going to get wrapped up in somebody else's life. There are too many people trying to live their lives through their children. Hurry up and get married and have grandchildren for me, would you? Would you? So I'm just going to get married just to give you grandchildren? What, what if the man or the woman is not for me? Listen, single people, take your time. Because there are a lot of mistakes out there to be made. And when you pray to God and he gives you the right one, you're going to know it. You're going to come flirting first. Listen, we've got to accept one another then, Paul says, just as Christ accepted us in order to bring praise and glory to God. Got to accept one another. Our lives are, are defined first by our relationship with, with Christ. Our lives are not defined by our marital status. Every single adult can glorify God and fulfill their purpose in life just as well as those who are married. Because married or single, our ultimate goal is to bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. We're created for that reason. Let me show you. That is right. I'm going to show it to you in Scripture. Give me Isaiah 43. I'm sure it is right. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, don't keep them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, who have created for my glory. It is right. I have formed them. Yes, I have made them. We have been created by the hand of God to bring him glory. Yes, it's right. And that's why when we don't give him the glory, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Not about us. Not, not about us being a sinner. Not at all. Here's one last thing. One last thing. It's interesting when Jesus was walking about with those who could and couldn't marry. He said there are some individuals who, who are never going to marry for the kingdom of heaven's sake. They're just not going to marry because they want to do God's will. Matthew 19, 12, one more time. But there are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men. And there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake, who is able to accept it, let him accept it. What he meant is that there are going to be some individuals who find themselves in a circumstance where they are not free to marry because God said they can't. They're not freed by God to marry. He said you need to remain unmarried for two reasons, so that you don't lose your soul and for God's kingdom. There are too many people running around there that's unmarried or single, not seeking the things of God, but seeking their own selfish end. Not seeking the things of God and the kingdom, but seeking their own rule in their lives. Flesh, flesh is something else, isn't it? Paul said, 1 Corinthians 7 is better to marry than to burn with passion. I get it. There are those, though, there are those who, who've adopted a false premise that, that sexual sins would be better than obedience to God. Because they're the center, not God. 
But I want to say to all single Christians, you are far too great a value to let Satan have his way with you. Too valuable. He would love for you to settle for second best. He would love for you to settle for the easy way instead of the better way. Sometimes people get so hungry. Sometimes people settle in relationships. They get so hungry for relational intimacy that they're willing to settle for someone who's, who's really not a match for them at all. They settle. You ever went shopping when you were hungry? Have you? It's amazing the things that end up in that cart. Things in normal circumstances you wouldn't even put in the cart at all. But you're hungry, right? I've seen a lot of good Christian men and women dating, even marry some people, they'd be put back on the shelf. You find yourself too hungry and you're running behind things that you shouldn't even, shouldn't even partake in. It's not on the menu. Take it out of the shopping cart and put that joker right back on the shelf. <laughs> Satan would love for you to, he would love for you to settle, and he would love for you to, to settle for nothing else of value. But you're too valuable to, to settle for just anything. And to tell yourself that. You're too valuable to settle for just anything. And particularly settling for a relationship that's not going to help you get to heaven. Let me say that again. Too many of us settle for a relationship that's not going to help get us to heaven. Here's what I want you to remember. John the baptizer. Paul. Mary, Martha, and Jesus Christ were all single adults. And yet they all served God in an amazing, powerful, and meaningful way in a wonderful capacity they were single serving God. And I want you to know, in your single circumstance, you can do the same thing. Married or not, I can do all things. You see the relevance of that? Married or not, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do it all. I don't need permission from anybody at all. Don't need permission. Jesus says, come to me. All you labor and are heavy laden. He says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and I will give you you want peace in your life? Come to Christ. Come to Christ. Stop, stop running all around the world thinking that you, you can solve all the world's problems and, and that woe is me because I'm single now. It's not, nah. We act at X because we want to be somewhere else. Let's all, let's all follow God's guidance and Allow him to take us where we want to be. Allow him to take us where we need to be. I know you're hurting. I know that already. I know you want somebody. I know you do. But there's one more quote I got to give you before I get down. It was quoted by Theodore Pendergrass. You know what he said? It's so good loving somebody 
somebody loves you back. And he caps it off and said, and that's a fact. It's a fact. Let me tell you what also is a fact. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Where's your focus? Is your focus on God? Or is the focus centered only on you? We don't have to be married to go to heaven. But if you're married, your spouse can help you to get to heaven. Stop shopping as a single person while you're hungry. Because the bottom line is you're going to end up putting that joker right back on the shelf. God loves us. He loves us more than we can ever think or imagine. And we as people of God need to understand that being single is not an indictment in our lives at all. Because God has called some of us to be single that we might serve him in spirit and truth and do all the things that other people can see that the Christ lives in us and glorify God as a result of that. God calls us to hear this. It's written in the prophets and they shall all be taught of God. Every man therefore that has heard and none of the Father comes unto me. We've got to believe that Jesus the Christ, the Son of the true and living God. We've got to repent of our sins. We've got to repent of our sins. Stop sleeping in the other room if you're married. Huh. Got to get that right. We've got to confess Christ. Confess all our faults, even the little secret things that you have hidden in your closet. God knows that. Bring your heart to God. Pour your heart out to God. Confess Christ. Let's be baptized in water for the remission of our sins. That's the only reason to be baptized is for the remission of your sins. People say all kind of reasons there is to be baptized. Now look in the scripture. It's for the remission of sins. You're washed in water where you die with Christ and you, you're raised to a new life in Christ. For as many of us as have been baptized into Christ, we put on Christ in baptism as well. We can help you do that today. You can be married to Christ. No longer living a single spiritual life, but living a life devoted to the Christ who has called us to eternal glory. If we can help you with that, once you come as we stand and sing, invitation song. Who oh,